Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today I am very honored to have a friend and someone that I admire very much, Angela Todd. Angela, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, Bart. That was a wonderful introduction. And I would have to say that it is very great to be here and to see you in action because you are a man of action and I love it. So it's good ah. to see you again. Well, thank you. Likewise, it's been a while. Um, and actually, let's let's kind of talk about that. So you um, have moved recently and you have done seemingly many things in your life. Um, what I really want to get to is this great book that you've written that that means a lot to me in my business as we are uh, trying to teach children the, the, the essentials and the basics about money and, and, and what it really is and why it's important in the right way, right? Important for the right reasons. Um, but you also have, like all of us, uh, a history, you know, um, and we've all had challenges. And your bio, I read it for the first time yesterday, and, and you've had a fair share of challenges yourself. <laughs> we are hoping that people don't make the same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, I think that's why mentors are so great, is because yeah. they lead you in those right paths, you know, what yeah. not to do. And I have a feeling that that what I've read has something to do with why you wrote the book. So you've had some challenges earlier in your career and in your relationship, and it led to some financial issues. I, I think it would be better coming from you. I don't want to read it right off of your bio. Do you mind like maybe talking about that? And then we'll, we'll get into the importance of the book. Sure. So uh, my husband uh, and I co-authored the book, so I'm not in this alone. He had the idea for it and there's a whole testimony of how he got this idea we were teaching 10-week financial courses to the body of christ at free chapel church in irvine when the lord spoke to him and challenged him with the task to teach finances to the body of christ and i want to start with this little um testimony because his initial response was i'm not qualified uh and so you're going to have to bring me somebody like I'm not going to go out looking for this. That was his argument with the Lord, right? Well, the next day we were on the business prayer leadership team for business prayer. We would pray for businesses like every Thursday morning at 630 a.m. Um, one of the leaders came running, literally running up to Charles the next day. Hey, will you teach finances, attend financial courses to the church? And we just laughed all the way home. And I think the great thing about that is, is my, when my husband said, I'm not qualified, it was because of our past, what we had been through, which was bankruptcy. We were divorced. We had, we had done money in all the wrong ways. Uh, just when it came in, we just blew it. Um, there was no, and we had, we just had no management skills, zero of how to actually manage money or even what to do with it when it came in. And I think a lot of times it's not really a 
money making problem it's a money spending problem or management <laughs> or money keeping or money keeping problem money keeping yeah because you know <laughs> the faster it comes in the faster it would go out so uh we had to just you know work through not only issues but it was that money fight you know how many marriages divorce because of money issues and it's sad to say it's really really high i think what it's like 70 percent, maybe higher yeah. i mean you're yeah. dealing with this all the time right yeah for sure mm -hmm. so we went bankrupt we went broke <laughs> we were belly up and we actually had to move to the basement of my mother's house. Like if it, if it couldn't get any worse, but the good news <laughs> is <laughs> when you hit rock bottom, all you can do is go up. Yeah. And so we, we got divorced, uh, long story short, two years later, we got back together. I think the week our divorce was final, we started dating again. And I have to say that it was something bigger than us pulling us together. And it, it's, it was totally a God thing. Cause we had, I mean, parents praying for us, his mother, I always say like the power of the praying mother is so, so important. <laughs> you know, what God has put together, let no man separate. And that was true for us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I always say, I tried to leave my husband a million times. The, the Lord won't let me. He, it's like we're, especially during COVID, we were like looking at each other, like, okay, let's play. Uh, what are we gonna do? We just got each other. So, um, and that's when the books were birthed was during that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to you know, we were divorced. Yeah. Same week, our divorce was final. Started dating, and we just figured like, who's preaching on money? If we're gonna do this the right way, and we're gonna, you know, we're we're going to church, we're trying to get our lives together, we're trying to make it work. Um, we know God's calling us to something who's preaching on money. Like if, you know, what does the Bible have to say about money? Because most churches don't, they like to skip over this subject because it's like this weird stigma in the church about talking about money. And it shouldn't be that way because, you know, it church is just as much a business as anything else. You have to have finances in order to increase and get the message out to fund the work of the ministry. So sure. we looked up Creflo Dollar, Creflo A Dollar. His last name is Dollar. We were like, okay, this guy's got to know something about money. There's something, yeah. And he was a black preacher out of Georgia. So we literally immersed ourselves. We bought every single teaching, every single tape, and just started diving into the word of God and what it had to say about finances and, you know, how do we do this thing? And thank God for Creflo Dollar and they have a whole uh, West Coast, South Coast, and uh, Believers Convention. It's like Kenneth Copeland and Keith Moore and um, Winston, um, Bill Winston, and um, Jerry Savelle. Uh, you know, just a group of dynamic men that really know how to work biblical finances. And we just jumped in and said, we're in. And so that was like the beginning of how we started to um, just apply the word of God and started seeing like results. That's amazing. Um, I want, just want to clarify something because I think I was a bit confused. So when you said we started dating after divorce, you're talking about you guys were you dated each other after your divorce was final, <laughs> not other people. Is that just, just so I'm clear? 
Yeah, so we started dating each other <laughs> the week our divorce was final. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a whole other thing. Um, again, what God had put together, let no man separate. <laughs> a whole other show. That's a show. For yeah. Okay. yeah, that's another testimony. If you love something, set it free along those lines, something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, so was the book, am I following? Was this book birthed back way back then, or was that the concept in your kind of learning slash teaching? And then the book became something maybe during the pandemic when you had a little free time? Right. So, we were teaching my husband really was teaching i was just like the peanut gallery uh 10-week financial courses at free chapel church in irvine and it was i don't know like a year before COVID hit so right when COVID hit they were talking about doing the next it was called school of discipleship but they canceled that and so you know everything shut down so when everything shut down um, you know, prior to everything shutting down, he had received the idea for Money Mike and we would talk about it. And so I used to say, when are you going to write the kids books? When are you going to write the kids books? I was like a parrot. When are you going to write the kids books? Write the kids books? <laughs> he was always like, well, when I have time, like we're so business with our, you know, we're busy with our business and other things and ministry. I mean, you can get so caught up that when the Lord gives you something, you just overlook it or you think, quote unquote, I'm not qualified. Right. So you, you want to dismiss it. Um, but yeah, COVID was the, was the catapult. I mean, yeah. again, you're, yeah. everyone's looking at each other. It's like, okay, when are you going to write the books? When are you going to write the books? When are you going to write the books? Yeah. <laughs> so I basically like extracted it out of his spirit. And he, I just said, babe, all you have to do is just spit it out on paper. I will take it from there. I am special teams offense. I will take that ball and I will run it all the way to the goal line. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> so he did, and he did such an amazing job and he spit it out. And, you know, and his testimony is he doesn't even know how to spell properly. Thank God for word that correct autocorrect. Autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it just evolved into, you know, four book series and, now we're looking at, you know, because I have an entertainment background of animation and apps and, you know, teachings. And it's quite, it's becoming quite a little IP. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Uh, the first one is Let's Money is it. Easy. It's Let's Money it. is Easy. Nice. Yeah. So, and what's great about Money Mike is that he has these little messages in his leaves tithe, save, invest, give. Those are the lessons in the book. When you just apply the simple principles to tithe, save, invest, give, you'll have more than enough money to live. And so part of what my husband really wanted to do was make it so easy that kids can understand it, but it's really for the parents to understand. When we were teaching the courses, um, students were bringing in their teenagers because they wanted their kids to learn how to manage their money, which was awesome. And that's kind of how it springboarded into, well, let's make it simple for kids. That's the word that my husband got. 
Um, because if you make it, it really is simple. And all he kept hearing from students in the class was, oh, money is so hard. It's so difficult. Do you hear that? So, so often. And, and as you're speaking, I'm thinking about, um, so I read the, I told you I read the book last night. And while you say it's for kids, I, my takeaway was this book is for me. I can't wait to read it to my daughter because it's, it will help me to explain the, use your word, the simplicity of money, right? Because at the very, at the very core, there are certain things that money is meant for, right? And, um, and I'm having a hard, so as you know, I have a five-year-old as well as my grown children and she's now like, we go to the store and might be this, buy me that, buy me this, buy me that. So I, I've been <laughs> looking for a, um, a means or, or a message to help kind of reguide that. And so this was, I, I felt that this was going to be really, really helpful. I love that. And so she does something to earn the money. She has the money, then she goes to the store and then has to, with her money, pick the right selection within her budget, right? right. But first, when she gets her money, before she does any spending, she has to tithe, save, mm -hmm. invest. We talk about a little bit about giving, but then she's able to then go to the store and do that. Right. And my husband and I just say all the time, if we had these little nuggets of grace planted, they're like seeds. If they were planted in us at the age of five, even right. younger, mm -hmm. where we, how different we would be. I mean, when, once we started applying these principles in our later adult living, it was just like, ugh, why, why wasn't there? I mean, they, never, they don't teach this stuff in school. Like even, no. I mean, I remember when I was going to um, uh, elementary school, just to have Bible, you know, like that short bus, they would pull up on the side of the school and they would have like a Sunday school teacher in there and they would teach you like Bible class. Did you ever have that when you were growing up? Well, I, I was raised Catholic, so I went to a special Catholic school once a week for that. <laughs> okay, I went to Catholic school too. No. Um, but then I was, this was, uh, this was before elementary school. Okay. Um, but yeah, but still, even in, in Catholic school, I never heard anything about money. Did you? Yeah. No, and absolutely not. And, and have you haven't thought of this yet, um, what crossed my mind, something like this at a more advanced level, I think for high school students before they, before they graduate high school, I think that's a genius book idea. Maybe we should talk because so many of my clients that are parents have asked, like, can you talk to my kids? Because there's no, not only is there no understanding of money, but take that a step further. They don't even understand what writing a check is, what a debit to their account is, what, what interest rate is and how interest rates, interest works for you and interest mm -hmm. works against you. So they may be learning. And I look at my, I, I had advanced classes in high school from economics to calculus and all this stuff. I didn't have a concept of of check writing checks and interest and any of that. So the basics, I think, are, are really, really necessary. And exactly that. There's no concept of money. And I think why this is so great right now in our society is that, oh, just borrow, go into debt. I mean, if you, you can honestly say when you're born in the U.S., you are born into trillions of dollars of debt and it's going beyond trillions of dollars of debt. So there's like a heavy spirit of, well, how do you break, how do you break that? 
And in order to break that, you have to just add for us, we believe what point so timely is adding some super onto the natural. I mean, there are natural steps that will govern increase, like, you know, the the investments, the investment accounts and accruing interest. And those are just simple right. things. But right. then you add the biblical base, adding the super onto the natural. Now you're opening up opportunities that you would never normally have if you were just operating in the natural. And so what we've done in just for the, you know, the kids, obviously it's for the parents too, is in the back, we included a glossary of terms. Yeah, I so saw we've that. Taken, yeah, we took out, you know, words that kids might want to know more about. So then we added in the back a definition of the word, and then we added a scripture to back up that word reference. So now it becomes a tool for the parent to engage with their child on getting supernatural results in their finances. Yeah. And while it's uh, it's too early, I think, for this age that this book is intended to a certain degree, there's there's aspects of it, I think. But and I don't know if you've if you've seen or recently kind of my position, but I, when I meet with clients, it's the concept now is true wealth. And then I've broken down true wealth to say, what is true wealth? Well, it's health. I say health is the ultimate wealth, legacy, giving, family spiritual so all these and the last thing is money and what does money give it's it's independence right so i think teaching kids early that it's not just like like i kids what are i i hear and see kids like give me money 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 and my question is what for i mean what are you what are you going to do with it right <laughs> that's so, a good question <laughs> where's your I plan think, <laughs> i think there's a lot more to the overall again, true wealth than just money. Money is one of, in my kind of in my world, 10 items uh, that make up true wealth. So, and I think by you adding things like invest and give, give is a huge component, right? Um, you know, the more you give, the more you get, you know, you're not, not with that intent, but it does happen. I've seen it in my own life, the more you give and, yeah. and, and, and things come back tenfold. So, um, I think it'd be great if you just read a couple of pages, if you don't mind, just to give everyone a sample. Are you, are you okay with that? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be a library session. Children, <laughs> money is easy. And here <laughs> is Money Mike to introduce money is easy. And I just have to, before going into just reading a couple pages, uh, the characters are just meant to be inviting and engaging because a lot of people, again, like we just talked about, think money is so difficult. Well, you know, and we had to carefully create the characters so that they were friendly, engaging, they're funny, they're witty. Um, you know, they each have their unique message. Uh, and I'll just explain the characters and then I'll go into a little bit of reading. So we have Money Mike, who is a, obviously a money tree. Um, what I love about Money Mike is, did you ever hear when you were a kid, you know, can I get this? Can I get that? Can I get this? And you always keep asking, like you have your kids. You know, and what I heard all the time was, what do you think, you know, does money grows on trees? <laughs> on trees. I mean, yeah. Well, duh. Yeah. Money Mike, <laughs> he's going to teach you how to grow money like the leaves on his tree. And so yeah. that's Money Mike. I love that analogy. Um, Good lesson. 
oh my gosh, I, it was like a broken record. And I was like, well, I don't, and I would always look outside, like, oh, oh, my does it? grow on trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, before they started changing the uh, structure of money, it was actually made from trees until now it's like made up of some, you know, all these other crazy ingredients. Right. But, Chemicals. Yeah. Um, and then so we have uh, giving grace. Giving grace is a present because she is present and she's a gift to the world. So she is a sassy present. Um, my alter ego, uh, Money Mike's my husband's alter ego, cool as a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, Saving Sam. Saving Sam is a big piggy bank. And, uh, you know, the fatter he gets, the more anchor he is because, you know, stuff happens in the world and you always have to have a savings account because if you don't have money in your savings and you go into debt trying to pay for something that happens, you know, you're whatever. Internet breaks down, you get a flat tire, you get, you know, whatever the case may be. Something is always coming up. We live in the, we live in the world. Stuff happens all the time. Sure, so. sure. You save your money, you can save for unexpected things. And then of course, every story needs a bad guy. So the loan shark is the bad guy uh, because he tries to lure families into debt and hyperconsumption. So uh, as much as we wanna love the loan shark because he's super fun and friendly, he also has a fan and fangs. So you make sure you wanna stay far, far away <laughs> because <laughs> the loan shark is out to get you no matter how friendly he looks. Um, and that's his tactic, right? Making things big and dreamy. Like you've got it. Like remember Wimpy? I'll gladly sure. pay you Tuesday for a hamburger okay. today, right? Yeah. <laughs> Going to debt. <laughs> anyway, okay. Money is easy. First couple of pages. And we just wanted to make it simple. So remember how easy it was to count to three? He has his three fingers up, of course. Okay. Money Mike only has four tree <laughs> fingers, so. <laughs> tree. Just like, yeah, exactly. Just like that, I'll teach you that money is easy, as easy as counting one, two, three. But before we start, I'll share some life secrets to make you smart. Ooh, now we're getting some secrets. Mm -hmm. Money is used to pay for the things that we need. And then it goes in, like food and toys and clothes and a home to enjoy indeed. So, and then it, after that, it says, you know, we'll pay attention on how to learn yeah. for those things that you need. And here are the steps and then he breaks down the steps and then he, he engages with the children to actually do what he teaches. And yeah. in the end, it's just about being blessed and handling your money right. What is the um, intended age range for this book? We would say like uh, zero to seven. That's about right. I have to tell you, the, the wimpy example is very versatile. Let me tell you how I have used it in the last for the last 30 years, and sometimes actually during presentations. So you ready? For oh, non-children yeah. non audience. So I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. So I use it... Um, regarding like an IRA or a 401k. So you're actually telling the government, I will gladly pay you later, pay your taxes later, allow me to have my money today and have it grow. And then later on, when I take the money out, I will pay you for my hamburger or the taxes. <laughs> Pretty versatile, right? Absolutely.
absolutely. It can apply to anything. And God bless, you know, Popeye, right? I loved Popeye, the Sailor Man. I mean, come we're close on. Enough, we're close enough to the same age where we had the, the same cartoons. Um, exactly. So you obviously had um, challenges early in your careers and in your relationships. What challenges did you have with bringing the book out? Oh, uh, finding a PR and marketing firm that did nonfiction children's literacy books about money. It didn't exist and no one knew what to do with it and they didn't know how to place it. And it was, it was tough uh, finding a proper literary agent. Um, it just didn't fit anyone's genre. So we just said, okay, we're just gonna start off by self-publishing. Um, because there were no children's kids books, biblical based <laughs> on yeah. money. Yeah. And so we said, all right, we're going to do it. So I think that was the biggest challenge was just finding, you know, where does it fit? Um, and how do we promote it? Uh, right. It was even bigger. Um, and through our, my husband and I also have a 501c3 ministry uh, called Todd Worldwide where we also just kind of share our biblical rags to riches journey and what we come from and you know, how we applied the word of God to just increasing and more and more and having signs and miracles and wonders show up like, you know, in our finances and our life and in everything, it's just been crazy. Um, was this is kind of a tool for my husband to uh, guest speak to the body of Christ about finances, even during the offering and just bringing the message of increased financial prosperity. There are some church denominations that just don't want to hear it. It's so bizarre because the church at large needs finances, like we talked about earlier, to increase for the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's been a little bit of a challenge. It's like, you know, um, we're, we're providing a tool to help the body of Christ. You got to see it that way. <laughs> you got to see it that way. And we're a living testimony of that. So it's not like we're just making something up. You know, we're just throwing a bunch of whatever uh, man's wisdom of literature out there just because, you know, it will work. And some of the principles will work if you do it that way. But the supernatural principle works. It's generating signs, miracles, and wonders. So I think the challenge is cutting through religious belief. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest one. And mm -hmm. it's sad because the church should be prospering more than everyone else in the world. And it's, it's just our heart to get money to the body of Christ, honestly. Yeah. What's next for, for the Todd Worldwide or for the book? Uh, what's next for you guys? Next is generating book two, uh, which is giving grace. Giving is easy. The next is book three, saving is easy with saving Sam. Book four is say no to debt with the loan shark. Um, building into apps, uh, animation, which is uh, partway done. And just turning this into an IP that can change lives through just the message yeah. of money, making it super simple. Yeah. That sounds amazing. 
So the first book one is really kind of laying the introducing the characters, um, setting the groundwork, and then each subsequent book will focus on each of the character and their role in the in the steps. That's what it sounds like. Yep, exactly. And we have, you know, we just put the website up, uh, moneymikeandthegang.com. We have some really fun uh, products that we're offering, you know, like books and aside from the books, um, like mugs and, you know, t-shirts and blankets. The blankets are great. Oh, nice. um, and so are the mugs. Uh, and so are the shirts. <laughs> so <All right>. we're <laughs> decked out in money mic in the game. You're swagging. You're swagging the the money mic. Um, swag. So that was going to be my next um, question. How do people get the book? Get the product? Uh, is it just at your website? Um, are you anywhere else? Yes. Yeah, so we are moneymikeandthegang.com. We have. Um, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but that's money Mike underscore gang, the at, the hashtag and whatever else. Um, but yeah, everything can be found on the website. It has all the socials that take you to the different things. Right. right. Um, but the website is, is the main thing. Right. And as we're nearing the end of our time, I have to ask you an important question. It's my favorite part of the show. And that is, what is your ultimate lesson learned? Now, usually I make it specific to whatever the topic is, but you've had a pretty full life with ups and downs. So I'm just going to say, what was your ultimate lesson learned in life for Angela Todd? Staying close to the Lord and allowing him to lead. That's my ultimate lesson. And to abase, because I, you know, like I was saying earlier, special teams offense, I want to run out as far as I can run out and I just want to keep running. And then you're, everybody's like, well, you have to come back because we have another, you know, play to make. <laughs> you yeah. have to do a kickoff. You know? and they're like, well, wait, she's gone. Force Gump? Are you Force Gump? <laughs> I know. Run, Angela, run. No, it's like, come back, Angela, come back. <laughs> um, I always say that my husband is this super organized, very pragmatic, um, matter of fact, you know, here and now, and I'm like big broad brush rainbows and unicorns and the future. And this is what we have going on, which makes us a great couple because we both, you know, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses and vice versa. And we, yeah. and we lift each other up where we need it the most. So, yeah, that's yeah. great. And what is your, what is your um, guilty pleasure? Oh, working too much, writing. That's my guilty my, pleasure. Not, not chocolate or, or popcorn or wine, nothing? No, it would just be probably working. <laughs> Honestly, it's like weird, right? All right. I'm not sure if I'm going to let, sure if I should let you go with that one, but I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. uh, oh, dark chocolate. Okay, there, there's one. I have these dark chocolate raisins, and they're so good. They're like those gourmet big ones. I mean, that's a guilty uh, pleasure. I mean, yeah, I'll throw that all right. on the table. <laughs> that I, I can hang my hat on. All right. Well, Angela, thank you so much. I know you're very, very busy. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all that you're doing. Um, and you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for having me. And it's so great just to hear you because Bard, it's Bard, you're so great. It's, you're just like the beloved in the community. So thank you for having me on as a guest. It's been an absolute pleasure and blessings to you and your team and everyone who's putting this podcast together and your whole business. And so I just pray increase and in promotion and health and just that everything your hands touch would prosper and that the Lord would bring and bless you just in a surprising way where you would just say, there's no way this could have happened except the Lord. So I just pray a blessing over you and health and may everyone be in peace and Psalms 91, which with what's going on in the pandemic, just everyone be safe and protected in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Angela. Of course. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And to everyone who's tuned in, thank you. And we will see you back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.